Hello, fans. This is Hall of Famer Ron Simmons, and you are listening to WNS Podcast. And if you're not listening, that's just one word for you. Damn! You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsHorse.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsHorse.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Dino Heron. I'm Tyler Bear. I'm Doug. And welcome you to episode 286 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Hey, we're on that Stitcher. Stitcher. That Beyond Pod. Beyond Pod. Dot. Dot. Dat player dot FM. Dot dat player dot FM. Uh, you can follow Shit. the podcast on Twitter <laughs> at WNS Podcast. Uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. And Tyler's at Tyler underscore Hebert. There you go. So welcome to the show. Got lots to talk about this week. I'm way up on the mic. That's okay. I'm going to try because I always sound like whenever Tyler's off and I use that mic, there's always a difference. So well, I'm, like, I'm telling you, there's something with, wrong the, with, with me. the levels on that microphone oh. there that's different. From the microphone that you're, I thought you gonna say there's something wrong. I sound, with him. I sound better. I'm you just sound gonna crisp. Say, I do, I do. I know I have like a weird voice, so it, it doesn't. It's something to do with, with these levels. I don't know what it is <laughs> or how how I can adjust it. I'm trying to be way up on the mic this week. I guess we'll find out once you're up on that shit. So yeah, we'll see. I know yours is this one, which is different from the other two. I don't know. But I'm, I'm so, all up on this. All about that bass. All up on that. So. uh yeah, I got lots to talk about. Feedback, Raw, SmackDown, maybe some Cruiserweight Classic, Hot Topics, all that and more. So, uh, how you guys doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Hanging um, in there? Welcome I'm back, Tyler. Oh, thank you. Um, I guess I could tell the audience this. Um, so... Yeah, we didn't say anything. We just were like, uh, he can say whatever he wants to say yeah. if, if he wants to say anything at all. Yeah. So, the last two years, uh, my dad has been having cancer. Liver cancer. Well, um, last Tuesday, of, um, yeah, last Tuesday, uh, they got a call for a liver. Um, he had been on a list yeah, waiting for a liver for, so, uh, for quite some time. Yes. So I, I really thought it was going to be longer than this. But, yeah. I mean, hey, man, this is it was a true miracle, man, because, okay, so we live an hour and a half, maybe an hour, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. the two hours to, to Houston. Yeah, depending on traffic. Yeah. So um, when they got the liver, they thought, you know, if we were in Nederland, Walmart area, we, they wouldn't have made it in time to get the liver. Mm-hmm. That day, my parents were at uh, Houston Methodist Hospital um, for a PET scan. And then it, it just worked out that they mm-hmm. were there. And then also that the liver that he got wasn't supposed to be for him automatically. Right. It was for someone else and they were too sick and they turned it down. So my, my dad got that. You were next in line. Yes. So it, it was crazy how everything worked out. And it just happened to be on a day where they were in Houston. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, if they were in, in town, they would have made it in time. Because mm-hmm. when they get the liver, I think the liver has like a four hour lifespan out of the body, but wow. they have to get it and they have to like do stuff to it. Have it and ready stuff to like go. That. Yeah. So, prep it. Yeah. Um, Incredible timing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's wild. So they're just like, hey, we're about to cut your ass open and put this in there. Yeah. 
My dad, we're all excited. My dad, you know, no, I mean, obviously yeah. it's a very positive thing, but like that's a mind trip to be like not being prepared for like. Oh, my dad wasn't just going to the doctor today, and next thing I know, they're calling me saying, "Hey, we got to cut you today." Yeah. yeah, he wasn't mentally prepared, you know. Yeah, and, like we're on our way up, and he's like, "Well, y'all be safe up there." I was like, "Don't worry about us." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, and but I was glad we got up there right before he went in, so mm-hmm. we got to see him. So, and also, what was good? It was supposed to be a six to seven hour surgery and they did it in three and a half hours wow they put the liver in but then the next day they had to do a whipple surgery which is they had to re- redirect the bile duct mm-hmm. and they did that and man just everything just worked out perfectly you know and just that's awesome it's, so, it's so he surgery. is cancer free my dad is cancer free so that's awesome and much appreciate all the thoughts that is awesome life, so yeah and so now the road to recovery begins after yes. a successful surgery, cancer-free. That is completely awesome. So and, that's uh, that's that's where I was last week, and I'm going back and forth. They're gonna have to yeah. stay um, in Houston about two or three months. They got an apartment, so they have to be close to mm-hmm. the hospital. You know, just they, in they case. have medicine. He's always gonna be on for the rest of his life. You know, they have to make sure that the body does not reject the liver. Yeah. So. All that stuff. So I, I'm, that's where I'm going tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, well, excellent news. We're yes, very happy for you, and and happy for your dad. Thank you, and, thank uh, you. And we hope that the recovery goes uh, well. So, uh, so yeah, so really good stuff. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of the things. It's, that's the, I mean, the craziest timing. Oh yeah, man. It's like it's like, hey, I know it's going to take you guys an hour and a half to get here, but if y'all can make it, we've got a liver for you. Oh, actually, we're in Houston right now. We're about yeah. twenty minutes away. We'll be there. Like, what are the, what are the odds of something like they're, they're that? They're in happening? the same building. <laughs> they were in the same building. Oh wow. Yeah, they're okay. in the same building, just different floor. Wow. Yeah. It's like okay, we'll meet you at the elevator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be good to go. Goodness, how crazy. Oh, it's freaking nuts yeah <laughs> and uh yeah just just absolutely crazy um so we'll talk about what happened over the weekend uh mm-hmm. in just a little bit we're going to get into the feedback because there's only one bit of feedback it's from ace mcspade saying uh eva marie frustrates me uh she has the look and the tools at her disposal to be the next trish stratus her level of talent however is noticeable she can't seem to wrestle as well as most of the other girls on the roster and her promo promo skills are even worse the only thing that she can do with a microphone that would impress me is shove it up her ass. She's the main reason I don't watch Total Divas anymore. I can't stand her. Anyway, thanks for another great podcast, guys, and missed Tyler. Oh, thank you so much. So, yeah. Um, I will say that Eva Marie have, has shown improvement in the past year or so, uh, I think. With working with Kendrick? Working with Kendrick, yeah, doing what she's doing in NXT. Uh, you know, she went in and at least was able to put a match together and you remember and when she came back for that pay-per-view it was like all the girls uh, one set of girls versus another set or whatever it was like she wrestlemania or, or something. whatever then after that she didn't really wrestle wrestle on the main roster for a while right yeah she, it was weird yeah i mean here's the thing about Eva marie they <clears throat> seem to be uh fully aware of the crowd's perception of her Very and meta. fully aware of her talent level as she I mean, her whole, like, angle right now on SmackDown is that they keep acting like she's going to wrestle, and then they keep coming up with reasons that she's not going to wrestle. So that if that doesn't tell you that they are fully aware of <laughs> her perception and talent level, then I don't know what will. And now it's working on a heel level, getting the crowd to react 
you know, negatively. Like, right. oh, but you're never going to wrestle. And it's not just her ring work. Like, her whole, like, her intro, she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't do the speaking for herself. She just has this, like, intro. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful hey, Eva Marie. Does that, to you, does that sound like they just put some effects on Morrow's voice and Morrow did it? Uh, I've heard that voice before. Sounds I know he's really a, familiar. I know he's a voiceover guy. Yeah. I but just, you don't think it's him? No. Okay. No. It, to me, it sounds like they, they he recorded it like he was he's putting on a he's, voice and they put an effect on it. If if I'm correct, and I'm hoping my ear is right, that is the same voice that did the intro for Crime Time. Okay. Yo, 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 yo. Papa Check your role. It's like the it's same crime time. cadence or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. uh, it, it sounds very similar. So they probably have a guy that sure. they can call for voice work. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Good call on that. I didn't even uh, put that together. I w- if I had to guess, that would that would be it. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, give, give Eva Marie some time. She is at least showing some type of improvement. Well, they're trying to promote and, her big time. And so. she is working as a heel should. So... Yeah. Uh, you know, at least they at least they have that going for her. Uh, but thanks for yeah, the feedback. I think she might not even wrestle. I think it might that might be the whole That'd thing. That'd be the whole thing. Like it's like uh, <laughs> like two months in. Don't worry. Next week I'm gonna wrestle. Yeah, next week I, I'm gonna come. Oh, I got the flu. Dang it! Darn shucks. And and then she'll actually be in a match, but someone's gonna interfere facing the other person. It'd be like Natalia coming out and attacking Becky Lynch or something like that. Yeah. Or however they want to do it, but they'll just they'll just draw it out for like five or six weeks they're clearly playing with that i mean yeah. they, they're they toying do. with all of you they're wanting you to want to watch her wrestle that's what they're doing well i mean the it's like <laughs> it's like a weird reverse psychology because the the idea is that people think that she sucks so theoretically you wouldn't actually want to watch her mm-hmm. but they're making you be mad that she's not competing anyway exactly so it's like this weird like reverse psychology thing mm-hmm. and it's gonna work too if the match is finally going to happen, and the crowd's going to be like, "Finally!" And then I, I could see it working. I yeah. mean, weirder things have happened. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, but thank you so much for the feedback, Ace. We certainly appreciate it. But uh, let's talk about what happened over the weekend. Icons of Wrestling, House of Hardcore. We got to have a uh, Tyler and I got to have a really good time out in Pasadena. Dude, it was it was a blast. Like no joke. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, it had its boring times. Well, like sure. That's what they need. I mean, convention. it was like five or six hours. Uh, the convention, and yeah, I, was you know, from, I uh, sold some stuff, and I made it was a profit. From ten to five. Ten to five. But well, um, that's a seven hour. But oh, y'all go to that, that Tex Mex spot. No, the what? Uh, well, y'all weren't. Oh, that's right. You're not. You weren't in the city proper. Y'all were out in the burbs. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, we got there and we set stuff up. Got there about nine thirty ish. And uh, off the bat, there was there's another vendor. Oh, no, wait, we got there at like ten thirty. I'm sorry, it started at eleven. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking it started at ten. Uh, off the bat, set stuff up, but there was a vendor guy who was going to the other vendor guys and buying stuff off of everyone. He bought stuff off of me, but uh, mm-hmm. and um, we actually um, made not with that guy, but some other guys we kind of made little friends with and stuff. There's yeah. uh, um, next to us, uh, Art by Jonathan. It's a guy who um, draws. Um, how you call it? Uh, pictures characters. of characters and stuff like that. He, characters. he was really cool. And there's another guy selling some stuff. Uh, his name was John. But um, <clears throat> next Woods. to us, we yeah. meet a lot of Johns and Jonathans. Have you noticed yeah, that? Johns and Jonathan. That's funny. <laughs> and then the guy that was that was next to us was buying stuff. He was with a group of guys, but Hernandez was with him. Mm-hmm. So Hernandez was there, and um, 
for I think One Man Gang was there the whole time, yeah. right? One for, Man Gang. Yeah, for the majority of the time. Uh, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Vicky Guerrero showed Vicky up. Vicky came a little later. And then... Although out of all the other guests, she was one of the earlier ones. Yeah. Then later on, they all start trickling. Because on the the promotion itself, it didn't say when the wrestlers were going to be there, if they were right. going to be there the whole time. So there was people kind of bummed. They got there like at the beginning, like, where are the wrestlers? You know, the other people and <laughs> A lot stuff. of people waiting around at Yeah, they waited around tables. a long time. <laughs> then they all show up in a group. Uh, Billy Gunn, Lance Hoyt, uh, Mickey James... Matt Stryker, who wasn't advertised. Yeah. Uh, I think he might have been a replacement for Snitsky. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Snitsky, Snitsky was wasn't on there. the card, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but Matt Stryker uh, was not. It was pretty cold in there for Mickey James. Stay classy. Yeah, stay classy. Stay classy. I did. So we had a good time. Have a good time. Booker T showed up Booker on T. his hoverboard. Yeah, that Sandman. was funny because I was like, oh, man, hopefully he doesn't fall off because he just had elbow surgery. Yeah. Uh, so he was on his hoverboard. He he got down, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Nice showed up. Uh, Billy Gunn, yeah. Moose, Moose, Moose. Yeah. So um, it was pretty cool. There were some yeah. other guys that showed up later, like uh, in between the convention and the um, uh, show itself. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was just really cool. People, you know. Yeah, for those through. for those who have not seen it, we did a bunch of uh, Facebook live videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on our on the uh, podcast Facebook page, WNF Podcast. So make sure you go and check those out. We got to interview Vicky Guerrero, Mickey James, Moose, Matt Stryker, That's Lance Hoyt. Hoyt. So it was a really good time. We had a lot of fun doing that. Tyler got to make a little bit of cash. Yeah, and then uh, then we broke everything down, moved we the had tables. A move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like when everyone was showing up before a show, Tommy Dreamer came around and like shook everybody's hands, yeah, and, like, the boots and stuff. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, That's that old fashioned like once you walk in the building, you go and shake everyone's hand. Yeah, and, I was like, like, we're just like you know, I shocked him. Peons, the peons. He, he didn't want heat with book. That's right. <laughs> no heat. So uh, yeah, that was cool that he did that. I, I, you know, I thought you know we're just you know <laughs> random people that you know. Mm-hmm. Did you get to watch the video that that? We do with him. Oh my god, he's pretty funny. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, make sure to check it out because it was hilarious. But uh, when we moved over there, mm-hmm. um, during when they were setting up the ring, MVP came out. Yeah, and yeah he was, was looking at cool. all the booths and stuff, and he was looking at different stuff. He he saw my uh, CM, CM Punk. Punk figure, and he talked about that guy. He goes, "He's a cool guy. He's uh, what do you say? He's very blunt. He's very blunt. He's like he's he's a no nonsense guy." So. Because he walked up and he was like, hey, I know that guy. And I was like, I know that guy in a good way or I know that way in a bad way. And he was like, hey, I've never had any problems with the guy. I know a lot of people do, but that's because he's very upfront. And he will tell you like it is. But I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. So I've never had any issues with him. Um, and, you know, it was, just, it was a really cool story. Yeah, you know? it was really for, cool for him to come out. He was just looking at all the the booths and stuff and mm-hmm. seeing what everyone has. Just like, getting ready for the show. Nice, and, yeah. Carlito was there. We got Carlito. to you got to take that awesome uh, video of Sandman. Yeah, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Facebook page and watch that. And also, one thing I did not get is right before that he was on the hoverboard and he busted his butt. Mm-hmm. And um, right after talking about how skilled he was at riding it, yeah, pretty funny. You wish you could ride this. Yeah. Um, so then the House of Hardcore show took place. 
Uh, like I said, got to see Carlito. Yeah, I think the card uh, really, like they said, it was subject to change because there was mm-hmm. many like uh, matches that we knew that was going to be there and that they changed. Yeah. So. Yeah, they changed a few things around, but that's okay. Um, Moose had an open challenge. It was answered by MVP. I was kind of surprised that MVP got the win. Yeah, it kind of felt awkward at the end mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, I don't know. Um, my favorite match of it was the triple threat. Uh, Rex Andrews. Versus Evan Snow versus Tony Nice. Yeah, those guys. Pretty good. Those guys put Tony, on a good show. Was Tony Nice on? Was he just there hanging out with for like pictures and autographs and stuff? Like he was there earlier doing that stuff and getting autographs. I'm interested to. I mean, I would imagine most of the people would have known him like exclusively from the Cruiserweight Classic stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the shirt he yeah, had. The shirt on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, that's what that's my question is: how many people seem to be familiar with him like during the show and before the show? I don't know. Yeah, I guess what I'm asking is, does did it did it get a reaction from the I crowd? I mean, I guess more I'm saying is how many people are watching the Grizzly Classic is what I'm getting at. To, yeah. to have known him, I mean, obviously he's only been on in one show at this point, but still, like one um, episode. But. Well, for the Icon show, the the crowd was very light until mm-hmm. all the main names started showing up. And then you know your Booker T's, your Mickey James, those people had a lot of people wanting to meet them. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas some of the others, they had some light crowds. So it was kind of hard to tell. It was hard to get a gauge. Right. Uh, and they were on the opposite side of the building as we were. Um, and then I'm trying to remember the, the, sh- the crowd the sh- reaction for, for them. I don't remember. I, I think, think everyone I mean, was pumped in general because it was a good match. Yeah. For that, but, but, I mean, you can, you've been around independent wrestling long enough to know this crowd is hype because the match is good versus this crowd is hype because they know who this guy is. I think of the three competitors when they made their entrance, he got like the largest pop, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything like Tommy Dreamer or Mickey James got. Sure. I mean, I you, think w- you it, wouldn't I, expect I that. I felt I just, like it, they were a pop because of the action. Yeah. That's how but I, I don't. It's, it's hard to get. It was hard yeah. to gauge. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, okay, so this... this this show was actually, you know, ROW and House of Hardcore, but there was actually another organization there. Mm-hmm. Wildcat was there, and um, Luke Hawks, um, he wrestled. So yeah, because th- that's why I think that's his school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wildcat, I think I believe they're in Louisiana. Yes. So they were there. Uh, they had a match. Luke Hawks, I forgot the other guy's name. Yeah, me but. Too. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was cool when Carlito came out and all that stuff. He looked ripped, man. He did. He looked Carlito ripped. is bigger. jacked. Bigger and stuff. So. He's working the six-pack and everything. Yeah. All muscled up. Um, I think if he showed up in WWE tomorrow, people would be like, oh, my God. Like, what is he taking? <laughs> um, Hair looked fabulous. It was weird to see him as a face. <laughs> I've never seen Carlito really as a face. He's usually a heel. Mm-hmm. But um, they had Billy Gunn versus Lance Hoyt. Yeah. Battle of the Big Men. Yeah. Stuff from, you know, the ladies from the ROW. Yeah. They were there. I know the main event was... Diamond Division? Yeah, Diamond Division. That was it. And then one of the girls had like a Pikachu get up. It was weird. I don't know. But then the main event, Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James versus Cherry Bomb and Pepper Parks. Yeah. Which was like okay, they had like a segment, and they're like, "We don't want to do hardcore." Man, Cherry Bomb's voice is annoying. 
That's that's our gimmick though, or whatever. That thing is high pitched, squealing. But um, it's like Vicky Guerrero, but less <laughs> more just <laughs> like just a solid tone. I don't but know. they were like, because it was a what's this? A Texas tornado? No, it was a Texas death match, or what was it called? Yeah, it was a Texas. They called it a te- Texas death match, but it really wasn't. But uh, yeah. so they're like, we don't want the hardcore stuff, and they were leaving, and they're like, no, no, no. It's like we'll just have a regular match and all that stuff, and then they had a match, and they and all chaos broke yeah. out. This was okay. This was fun and interesting at the same time. Okay, because they got to the point where they were they brought stuff and they. Okay, so Mickey James put tongs into Cherry Bomb's butt. <laughs> She's in the corner. No, it went in, man. <laughs> that was all the hardcore stuff. Like, well, and then the guy. Oh man, the guy next to us was hilarious. He goes, "Oh yeah, because that was his John, first ever." Yeah, he, yeah. This is a, his uh, first like an older gentleman, show. and he was hilarious. He was like, "I've seen wrestling, but I've never seen a live event. This is pretty fun." <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> "He goes, excuse my French, but what did he say?" He goes. I would never make love to this woman or whatever. Something. What it's was the cherry bomb? The yeah. cherry bomb. Just because of how she was loud she was. Like, Dang man, I would never make love to her. <laughs> I'm like what? And then he got up whenever they put the tongs like in that girl's place. He's like, did you, just, did you just do that? Or, did she just do that? I was like, yeah. And he got Wait, pumped. So for that. what was he there for? He was selling, selling his, like his old action figures and, stuff. and gotcha, gotcha. just stuff he's accumulated. It was like, oh, these people might like something like this. He was like, pumped too, man. He was like, he's like, my wife may get jealous, man. They got women wrestlers here and stuff. And like those earlier, I was like, yeah. He's like, oh man, I'm getting trouble. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was the Luke Hawk, Hawks match where he was like, big guy versus little guy. No way that little guy's winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. Hey, did Luke Hawks wrestle? Uh. One, One of the guys, guys from the school. So a Wildcat guy or a Booker wildcat T guy? guy. So it was two Wildcat guys going. Yeah. Um and then uh um, They fought into the crowd. Yeah, then they fought in the crowd and like the people were following them and stuff and it, it was pretty cool. And then uh then there was for a while he was trying to get Mickey James up in the crowd, like, Come on, Mickey, get yeah. up here. Um <clears throat> So and then Pepper Parks were beaten up. Pepper Parks and Cherry Bomb were beating up on Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James. They were down for a while. Then, they, oh no, you hear the music. Well, they also had a third person with them. They had an enforcer. Oh, they had a third per- yeah, I don't know who that guy so was. So the third guy gets in. He helps clean house. And then all of a sudden, Inner Sandman. This is comes. the funniest shit ever. And so yeah, Sandman comes out with a ladder. He gets on. He's like uh, by one of the entrances. He gets up there. He's drinking beer while they're beating up the guy. And he's like like going like this to the crowd. He's like you know people are pumped up. So he moves the ladder. Then he gets down, moves the ladder a little closer, gets on top of it again, drinks more beer, and he's just like you know pandering to the crowd and all that stuff. And then he moves. He he goes in the crowd, stepping on the chairs, pouring beer into other people's mouths. <laughs> While there, other people are beating up on Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> he's supposed gonna, to be making the save, yes, and he's making it two and a half minute beat. long. He's on entrance. one side. He pours beer into another guy's mouth, like the whole thing. Then he goes on the other side, pours more beer into another guy's mouth, and then he goes to the other side and does the same damn thing. <laughs> and then he gets up like on the like the the rail itself, and he's going like this, pandering to the crowd. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? <laughs> Your here? friends are getting their asses in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're getting beat up. And he gets in a ring. And then finally, I think like Pepper Park beats beats him down. And he doesn't help Tommy Dreamer at all. I'm like, what is? What was the purpose well, he of did, that? He did something where he got in the ring, and the enforcer got stood behind him and was like slamming his finger oh, into his that shoulder. Was it. He was drinking beer, and he turns around, and he gets decked. Yeah. So I was like, he's not even helping Tommy Dreamer at all. Like, what he, is? 
he may not be able to. He may be like not able to do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. He may be only like, take bumps. <laughs> he may not. He, I mean, he may not be taking bumps. I mean, well, he fell to the ground. I mean, but yeah, but there's a difference between like taking a like a, a flat back bunk and a bump and like crumbling to the ground. Like you yeah. can safely crumble to the ground easier than you can take a bump. But it, it took the longest, and I was laughing my ass <laughs> off the whole time. I was like, he just poured that whole beer in that dude's mouth. Did he bump or did he go to his knees and then go? To I the don't ground? remember. Yeah, I, I don't I, remember either. But then finally, I don't know what turned around, but Tommy Dreamer finally got that that uh, ladder in the ring and he jumped off of it or what did he do what did he do they did a superplex from the from the ladder that was in between the top and middle rope it, it cracks me up and then they <laughs> they win the match and then it well hang on sorry it's the, it's the ladder situation i don't think we, we we got an accurate representation of what really happened okay so you hear the music coming you hear the music start inner sandman by metallica it's like a seven and a half minute long song whatever so everyone stands up and they look at the entrance. They're expecting him to come out. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they didn't have the stands properly set up or whatever, and you can't really come through the crowd like he does. So he came, he comes out through the back entrance, and he's carrying a ladder with him. The crowd turns, oh, crap, there's the Sandman. And uh, so he sets up the ladder, climbs up the ladder, looking at the crowd, yeah, opens a beer, and then he kind of, like, stops. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm not close enough. Climbs down, moves the ladder closer to the ring, climbs back up, drinks the beer. All right, yeah, cool. Then he collapses the ladder, carries it, and, okay, if you're facing hard camera, he's on the near left corner. So I think the reason why he moved it a little closer is because he might not have been within view of mm-hmm. the camera. So he collapses the ladder, takes it to the top, right, uh, top left corner. So he's moving clockwise. Sets it up in that corner, in the in the far camera, uh, far corner. Climbs up the ladder, drinks the beer, looks at a at a fan, pours it in his mouth. Then he, uh, then he walks across sides. Yeah. Then he would walk across the uh, the seats, find someone in the middle of the crowd, pour the beer. Did he go back for the ladder? I don't know. All I know is this took a long ass time. You know how long Inner Sandman is. For them to take so long to where the song, where, where the, the lyrics are actually occurring, something wrong, hit the light, we're already into exit light, while he's still pouring beer. Like, we're, we're a solid two, maybe two and a half minutes in, and he has yet to even get into the area of the mat outside <laughs> of the ring. So this is probably three minutes in when he finally <laughs> hops over the barricade. When he could have just, you know, he took so long, he could have just taken the extra five well, steps it, to walk around. It took so long also because the third guy that everyone was beating up, he just stood in the ring and like <laughs> looking. He's standing in the there, ring going, like, what's this guy doing? Who is this? I thought I, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, I enjoy this. I, I don't care if he's not helping him. He should be helping him, but this is... This is it's entertainment. It is. And really, like, uh, before the show when he came out, He's like a colorful, like how he talks and his stories yeah. and everything. He has tons of stories. You can hear him talking and stuff. And he's just like saying shit. Well, and he's he like drunk? cursing. Was he drunk? No, no, I don't think so. That's the thing. <laughs> you can hear him like telling stories. He's like dropping f bombs like all the time and like saying shit. And- oh, when we were walking, when I was walking around the uh, the booths trying to get interviews with people, I went up to their table. A fan came up. He had the little ticket. It was like good for an autograph and and photo with both of the guys. Well, you didn't say who. Did you say it was Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn and Sandman? Yeah. Sorry. 
So a fan walks up, standing in front of their table. They're just yapping back and forth. Yapping, yapping, and yapping. He's standing there with his ticket. Yapping, and yapping, and yapping, and yapping, and yapping, and yapping. And then they start to pay attention to him, and then Sandman's like, oh, but then such and such happened. So they go back to yapping, and yapping, and yapping. Finally, some lady comes by and is like, hey, this guy's got a ticket. And they're like, oh, okay. Take the picture, sit back down, yapping and yapping and yapping. I'm like, man, those guys, it would make for an interesting, like, roundtable video. Like, where it's just like, hey, let's just talk about the business. Yeah, there's so many fucking, like, Sandman videos out there. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hey, man, that, that, uh. Anything that motherfucker (sighs) has needed to say has been caught on tape. I wish I got him him falling off that uh, hoverboard. (laughs) But no, hey, man, that, that is like 45,000 views on that. All right. It's gotten quite a number. Good Lord. But no, it was cool. And then also one thing I, I liked, because, okay, the guy said, who was ahead of the, the, the stuff, I was like, well, y'all can still sell your stuff mm-hmm. during the event. I was like, that's cool. They had an intermission. And that's pretty cool, because during intermission, people could walk around. Yeah. And Stretch their legs. I bought, I mean, I bought, people bought some stuff, too. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So it worked out for you. Did yeah. anyone have merch or anything? Not really. No gimmicks? Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, they had, a, they had a table, I think it was RF Video. Mm-hmm. They were there and they were selling a bunch of DVDs and like House of Hardcore t-shirts and like Ric Flair robes and all kinds of other random merchandise. Had a box of bootios, but like wow. the one with the shirt, not the actual cereal. So. Was like Rob Feinstein actually there? I don't know who that is. The uh, RF video guy? Oh, maybe. He was the guy who was like notoriously caught on that... Um what is that? Like, the dude, ca- dark hair? To catch a predator thing where it was like Chris, uh, whatever. Chris Hansen? Yes. Did he had dark hair? Yeah. Wow. I think I know. Interesting. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he owns RF, but. <laughs> yeah. They had some disc I was like interested in buying. Like, I told him if they had the whole collection on one disc, I would buy it. It was like the the best friends with you know Chuck Taylor and whatever. But I think they had each episode was on one Trent. disc. Yeah, Trent and mm-hmm. Chuck. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna buy it. If you had all episodes on one disc, maybe, but not each episode. That's how they sold them. Nah. <laughs> you want them all or nothing. But it was a really good time. Had some fun. Tyler sold some stuff. I got to talk to some people. Yeah. Some peeps. It was really cool. Um, am I leaving anything out? I do not know. Anything happened after the show? Because as soon as the show was over, I was like, yeah, All like right, I took a picture I'm of Sandman. It was like, it was super fast. Everyone was yeah. taking selfies. So it was like, <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah. He even then wanted to get out, though. But oh, man, that was the funniest thing of the that night. That reminds me of uh, <clears throat> Russell, WrestleMania 25 weekend when we were walking around at Access. And Joey Styles was doing like shit for the website, like in the crowd walking around. And then people just started like trying to run up and take uh, pictures with them. And I tried to do like the take a picture of myself with them. They completely fucked whenever I looked at it. It was like not me in the picture <laughs> with them. Shit. But he was like trying to be really nice about it. He was like, uh, yeah, guys, uh, I'm trying to get over there, but I, I'm tr- I'll take your pictures. Just walk with me so yeah. like we can keep going. Because he's like on the clock trying to do shit for the website. Nice. And, and uh, yeah, but I totally fucked it up. But he was really nice about it. But yeah, this is that on the hot topics, the Joey Styles thing? Uh yes. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about it right now? Since sure. We're about yeah, while well, it's on while well, it's on the topic. Joey sure. Styles no longer with the WWE. That sucks. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of comments that I saw there was like, oh, I didn't even know he was with WWE. He works for the, well, he what he worked on the website. Yeah. 
He had been there since 2008? He quit, since he quit announcing he was working yeah. for the website. I don't want this job. I don't need this job. I quit. Suck it. Yeah. I mean, I guess apparently there was speculation that it stemmed from one of those... Um, Live videos that they did. Well, oh, is that what it was? I heard it was his like AMA on Reddit. Where, or I don't know if it was a Reddit thing or it was some sort of interview where... Mm-hmm. I guess he answered like questions very honestly or whatever, yeah. and I guess some people think that's what happened, but it was one not of this, one yeah. of the issues. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't call WWE. WWE called me. Shuck it. I went back and watched that shoot video that he did, half shoot, half scripted thing. Yeah, I always like that guy. Yeah, you will be missed, Joey Styles. Plus, he fucking knocked. JBL out, so that's a plus <laughs> my vote. Popped his half. So, um, yeah, one thing I did crack up at was whenever we did the Tommy Dreamer interview, and uh, he was looking at Daryl because she was filming it, and he was like, uh, "Are you are are you his uh, are you his wife?" And she shook her head no, and he's like, "Girlfriend?" And shook her head no. He goes, "Oh, you'll be talking to Matt Stryker after the show." Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? And sure she enough, took, there's she a picture a- of her with Matt Stryker after the show. Yeah. That striker. La Voz. La Voz. De Lucha Underground. What cracked me up was um was the video when you're talking to Lance Hoyt. And then he was like, um Whoever like, came up with that name deserves a million bucks. And then um Striker was involved in so many of the videos. Yeah. And then he's like, You're like, uh, come on over, Striker. And he's like, nah. <laughs> and then five minutes later I get my own separate little interview with him. So yeah, he was in the Lance Hoyt one. He was he went behind Moose and smacked him on the ass he while we were in the middle of an interview. And then in the Mickey James one, you can hear him talking to a fan. <laughs> like, dude, get out of my interviews. <laughs> but it was it was a really good time. Didn't get one with, you know, Billy Gunn or... That's okay. It's fine. That's all right. Just wasn't allowed a chance to introduce myself the way that I was using to get to talk to everyone else. But that's all right. So, all in all, it was a really good time. Yeah. Long day, but yeah, it was cool just to be like we weren't like kicked out between like the comic convention. Yeah, and the, we got the to show. see what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and- what'd y'all eat? Really cool. Uh, there was a truck outside. Sandwich. Yeah, uh, Lone Star Sandwich. Yeah. Oh, that's the people. They were at uh, the Thursday. Thursday show. Yeah, yeah. and really oh good. Oh my god, it was, was good. It good? Delicious, oh my god, man. yes. What'd you get? I got the Sandman. They uh, they made. Is it, it wrestling theme? It was for yeah. this for this okay. particular show. It was, um, you know, I think you know who I think does that is those two kids who are always lined up at Doomsday. I thought they had a hand in it, and maybe that's why it was wrestling themed. But I might yeah. be off on that. It, but maybe because I saw one of them wearing us that shirt. Like hmm. so, I might be off. But uh, yeah, they had one that was called the Dreamer. They had the 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 Sandman. They had one other one. Ba. Yeah, something along those lines. I got the Sandman. It was. Uh, Pulled pork, uh, barbecue, um, grilled chicken, and something else. Uh, but and it was all thrown together with lettuce, a little bit of barbecue sauce, some some other kinds of stuff. It was phenomenal. I believe it was uh, delicious. The guys, one guy says his name is David. I think so. Well, he hey man, those guys did a good job. So yeah. what did you get? Uh, ba the ba one, and I forgot. I think it was with chicken, and it had that uh. Ranch sauce or was it ranch? Oh man, like I forgot. Spi- it was it was like a spicy ranch. No, oh, shoot, I don't know. It was delicious. That's all I knew. 
So yeah. yeah. It was uh Yeah, I know they were at Tuesday at one time. I think we were there, but we missed them. We didn't get the get the sandwiches. But they said this is this was in their backyard. They didn't live too far from this place. So it's like that's cool. Yeah, Lone Star Sandwiches. So make sure to to check it out. I'm pulling up their Facebook page oh, look, right now. Sandman eating one. Yeah, Sandman the Sandman was brisket, turkey, chicken, ham topped with spicy mayo and barbecue sauce. The dreamer was grilled turkey with Chipotle ranch. The BA wrap was grilled chicken with Chipotle ranch. Yeah, that was it. And then they had a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh it was awesome. It was very delicious. So major props to those guys. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, it was already hot enough outside, but they were also in uh, a, a truck yeah, yeah. cooking. So I mean, I've been uh, meaning to, I mean, I've been wanting to try it because I've heard them. I've seen stuff uh, through Facebook and stuff, and mm-hmm. I saw them. I was like, oh, cool, I get to try. Them. Yeah, and it was delicious. So if you're in the Houston area and you see Lone Star sandwich sandwiches, S A M, which is not sand with sandwiches, Sam. So really, really. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. There you go. That's the best way to think of it. Lone Star Sam, which is. Um, so yeah, we had a really awesome time in Pasadena. So let's uh, let's talk about chicks, man. Not chicks, man. Uh, let's talk about Raw. <laughs> We're getting closer to SummerSlam. Uh, I have to do it to you every time. Chicks, man. Uh, I felt this was. I feel like Raw and SmackDown are going back to their old vices. Like this, this guy right here. Yes. He's all he's always at the doomsday shows. Yes. He's one of the kids he's like with that skinnier kid and like they are always at like first in line of the doomsday when we get there. Mm. Yeah, that's what that's who I was talking about. Yes. So he's one of the owners, right? Or it looked like it maybe. He was yeah, yeah. he was running yeah. the show. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's the dude. I just wanted to make sure I was talking about who I thought I was talking about. Yes. No one else fucking knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, all they have to do is look at this picture that's right sure. here. Yeah. You can see it, right? They're really cool guys. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so they came inside to to cool off and talk wrestling. So it was really cool. Um, food truck that's got to be awesome slash really hard. Yeah, especially in this heat. The freedom though must seem awesome, but I bet it's like a I bet it's a grind. I bet it's like a hustle. Yeah. Well, so I wonder if it's like is that like your like your your main job or it has to be a side thing or I mean they own a fucking bus or whatever I imagine. Yeah. I mean it's kind of like Boss Burger. Have y'all had Boss Burger? No. On Twin City Highway? The one that used to be Cowboy Bur- Cowboy Earth? No. No. Boss Burger's on Twin City Highway. It's uh it's oh, you're it's right. a food truck. I tr- oh, is that a truck? It's a food truck, but it's also stationary. It's a food truck inside of a gas station or it looks a like a gas station, oh. yeah. It's a truck that doesn't move. Yeah. But they also have a food truck that they take places to grill as well. So it's like a gimmick? I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's really good uh, burgers as well. Um, so if you're in the area, go check it out for lunch one day. And you're uh, not. So let's talk about Raw. If you're in the area, we would know you. <laughs> yeah. You're not. Uh, let's talk about Raw. Like I said earlier, uh, I feel like they're kind of slipping a little bit. This one didn't really hold my interest very well. Uh, how about you guys? Did, did, was there anything really that, that stood out for y'all? Um, for Raw, a couple things, a couple things. Yeah. There's, um, there's one thing that's questionable. Well, I'll get to it later, though. Okay. Well, I mean, now, now will be the time. Yeah. Good. It's kind of the end, though. But that's fine. I guess we'll just start out there. Like, I don't know what the point was about the Daniel Bryan thing. That was weird, right? Like, because I know they're, they're trying to clear the air about the Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton thing, but... Yeah. It didn't really lose anything. It just led to Rusev and the Cesaro mm-hmm. thing. Unless 
Antonio Brown was trying to steal Cesaro. I don't well, know. Well, okay, I've got some points to make about that. But also, I think in general it was maybe a ratings thing because I think the ratings have been low, and maybe that was mm-hmm. uh, Brian's going to be on Raw. So Also, I think it was a way to back themselves out of the corner of they just did the brand split, and then the, the, the week following they immediately had guys from other shows on the opposite show. So I think it was their way of saying, like, uh, this was something we felt like we needed to do to promote this match for SummerSlam, but like them sort of the general managers talking it out, I think was their way of saying it's not going to be continuing or whatever. Yeah, we're not going to allow not. this anymore. Hopefully not. But to, to, to touch on your Cesaro point thing, and we can branch off into the Cesaro matches uh, from here if you like, but it was one. It would be one thing if Brian was said that whole like uh, I think you're being underutilized here on Raw. It would be one thing if he was saying that just as like you know how him and Foley have this competitive jabs going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be one thing if he was just saying that as like a jab at Foley. It was just sort of a little shit stirring. But if he really thought he was so underutilized, why didn't he fucking draft him to SmackDown? Why yeah. would you say that? Yeah, <laughs> you. And it's not like uh, he didn't pick like. Even in terms of kayfabe, he picked questionable choices ahead of Cesaro. Like, there are guys and girls who, even in terms of kayfabe, you could say, why would you draft them before Cesaro? So it was totally weird for him to say that. So I don't know what the point of having... It may have just been him, like, ad-libbing that, saying, like, giving his boy a little, like, he, mm-hmm. why he's there. And that would be one thing. But if it was it's something... Like, like, I wanted to draft you, but Shane didn't... And sure, I mean, because like you that. could... Because when he said it, he looked to the crowd and did the do the yes thing, like because he wanted them to like pop for, or like mm-hmm. cheer for Cesaro. You're being underutilized. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's one thing if he took it upon himself and he just wanted to give his boy some shine while he was there. But if it was something that was intended from the creative side, that makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah, which is weird. But uh, I mean, to I guess to further branch off into <clears throat> the Cesaro stuff is. I like how they have these sort of mini stories that they're setting up, like Kayfabe. It seems like a renewed effort to sort of have reasons we're having these matches. It felt for so long like people are just wrestling each other. Not that that's a bad thing because inevitably that's what a wrestling company does is people wrestle each other. But it seems like they're having, they're sort of going out of their way to come up with little not angles or big overarching storylines, but little reasons why people are wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they said... Sheamus and Cesaro, you guys are duking it out. Who's going to be a future contender? And so that's a good, that's a good, that's a positive direction. And so, but I don't know where we go from here because yes, it gave extra meaning to why Cesaro and Sheamus would be wrestling again, but then he ultimately loses to Rusev. Not that he necessarily needed to win, but where does Cesaro like as a character go from here? I don't know. It, it was just extra weird on top of the Brian comment, so I didn't know like what. Yeah, I felt that was, all was odd. I don't know. For sure. I feel like I'm bogarting. So I'm it not. was to me, it was refreshing change of pace where they come in and, and the matches they, were good. Yeah, they had that segment where Cesaro's like, or no, I like the part where Rusev comes out. And he's like, "Hey, y'all don't need another champion. You've got me. Right. I am the champion." Where's my shine? Right. Like, that was a nice, refreshing change of pace. Because, you know, when it comes to the end of Raw, you know normally who's going to be there and who isn't. And so for Rusev to come out, 
I liked it. And then they say, well, hey, Cesaro, I've I've beaten Sheamus. I think I should uh, be in, in I'm, I'm being underutilized. I'd like a shot at the title. And so they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's, you know, you, you've defeated a, a top contender in this business. So, yeah, here's your shot. Like with five minutes to go before the top of the hour. I wasn't expecting a match, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 So it was a nice change of pace. I did appreciate that. Um, Where do we go from here with Cesaro as a character? Because it's nice that yeah. they gave it the meaning, but ultimately he failed. So he failed because of Seamus. Sure. So does he go after Seamus, or does he go after you know? Does he go and say, "Hey, I should get another shot against Rusev"? And Rusev has his hands tied with with Roman. With Roman, which is not necessarily. I don't want to say it's bad to like layer the storytelling where guys sort of had side feuds going on. Yeah, I think that's a fine thing to do. It's positive, but I think we're just. I guess because they're doing things uh, sort of so differently now than they have been, it's hard to see where they're going from here. Mm-hmm. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing to not know. Yeah, where some going. change is good. Sure, <clears throat> um, but the 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 Sheamus and Rusev match. I mean, excuse me, the Cesaro Rusev match was really good, and also like the Sheamus like Cesaro match again. Yeah. So yeah, Cesaro worked his ass off on Raw, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was I feel like he's more comfortable in like talking now. Yeah. Like, I think he's getting like more opportunity, and so he's less. You know how he did that whole thing. He's like, it's not that I can't talk; it's that I speak so many fucking languages. I have to search for the right word to say. Yeah, I feel like he's been getting more opportunity, so he feels more comfortable now. So I don't know. I think that's a it, positive. yeah. It's a way for him to get a bit of a push, as well as make it feel a little more real yeah. as opposed to scripted. Because it's like, hey man, I'm frustrated, and it's for these reasons. And now they're starting to address those reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm frustrated that I didn't get drafted higher. Well, you just came back from an injury, so how can we draft you if you know if you're coming back from an injury? That doesn't say a whole lot. Well, you know, I'm not liking that I'm being able to talk so much. It's not that I'm able to talk; it's that I speak so many languages. You know, they're they're addressing situations, and I like it. And they're saying I'm feeling underutilized. Okay, well, here's a chance for you to make something. So. Uh, we sort of talked about Rusev in context of wrestling Cesaro, but and the wedding stuff was pretty bad. I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen WWE at it's all, like prototype WWE, like what yeah. they do. <laughs> I did chuckle a bit at the headline that Kayfabe News posted. Have y'all seen that? Uh, I don't think no. so. it was like frustrated Baker quits job after you know for the umpteenth time the, right. the cake got destroyed. Like, that's it. I've had it. I'm not working for this company anymore. Um, but yeah, the I mean, that that segment went way too long. It just seems so awkward. Roman's Roman's like material was very poorly written. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think that's that was uh, largely his fault. I felt like what he was given to work with was very very bad. Yeah, um, the, we've seen him be like cool in, in his own way on his own, like mm-hmm. when. He's just sort of allowed to be himself. We've seen him seem a lot cooler than that. And this was like, hey, this is, you remember how The Rock was cool? That's how you're supposed to be cool. Like, yeah. And he's not the same no, guy. No, I'm not here to break up the party. I just want to drink a little champagne. You didn't even have a best man at your wedding. So that's what yeah. I'm here for. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't. Like, no, don't do that. That's not who he is. You yeah, know? don't do that. Like, I don't know why they, they, they choose that route for him to go. Mm-hmm. Like just let him be the badass. Yeah. Like the 
the cool, cocky bad. Not necessarily cocky, but just let him be I, the I, strong, I, silent type. I think cocky is sort of who he is. Yeah. I think it sort of works for him. I mean, we've definitely seen instances where whatever whoever he is is allowed to shine through, and mm. that works for him infinitely better than what they want hope, him to be. hope to be him to be. Yeah, you know? yeah totally agree. It's just, oh, man, why do they do that to him? And then, you know, the Lana was searching for her words, and it's just, it wasn't good. And I'm just, I keep waiting for her to drop it. Like I don't, I, it, <laughs> I feel like the other shoe is gonna drop, and one day she's. Oh just yeah, not when gonna have she does accident. like certain emotion that she shows, how shocked. I don't know if it's like anger or I, I noticed when she turned face, she kind of dropped her accent because I think with her accent, she's good at doing mean stuff and how she's saying stuff like. Like she's angry, she's she does good at with the accent, but I think Rusev's so much better there. Just when he yeah. was like, "You respect my wife." Yeah, <laughs> it's just the simple things like that. He's so like believably like that possessive asshole of a husband. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly who he is." Right? Be quiet and respect my wife. Yeah, that's so, my wife. <laughs> they, if they just let that guy be money, he'll be fucking yeah. For them. <laughs> yeah, he's he's funny as all get out. He can be funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even just funny. He can just be—he can be like that intimidating guy when he has to be. Like, he's just really well-rounded, and they have a lot with him. I hope they see what they—I hope they value what they have in him, and they see what they have in him. Yeah. Um, going back to the the storytelling of uh, you know small feuds that are that are occurring, similar to Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm I'm digging the fact that they're continuing the Titus O'Neil and Darren Young. Where it was like, okay, last week you cheated to win. That's wrong. You shouldn't do that. This week, Darren gets the win, same way. And it's like, hey, a win is a win. Doesn't matter how you do it. So, you know, it, it's it's a way of continuing the feud, but still, you know, I like it. Um, yeah, the match itself, man. But yes, man, I thought Titus was pretty good here, though. Like, I I might just be, it might just be me. Maybe I'm on an island here, and I'm just a Titus mark, but. Now, Titus is a very talented guy. I mean, look, he's not the best wrestler in the world or anything, mm. but like, what he, he's really good at what he does, and what he does is just sort of be like really ag- believably aggressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, man, I was really bummed. I was like, it's such like the wrong thing to do to like make him be a heel, but I don't know. He's sort of like making it work for me. Yeah. I feel like he's going to like, I don't know. I feel like he's going to make it work, though. I was. A lot more pleased this week. Maybe it's just like he ramped up the performance, but uh, I'm gonna knock your old ass out. Yeah, I don't know. I was into it. I, I might just be. I just might just be a Titus Mark though. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what do y'all think of uh, the Jericho and Owens talking to Kaz and Enzo? I thought it was kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah. They have nothing for uh, Owens. They're mm-hmm. putting him with Jericho. Yeah. And then the match ends. They had Jericho versus Enzo. Ends in a DQ after Kiaz got pissed off. Delivered a big boot to to Jericho. Yeah, the Owens thing is sort of weird for me because he has, up until this point, he felt like he was patronizing Jericho. He's like, oh, like they were technically partners, but he seemed like really disinterested and really like mm-hmm. like uh, distancing himself from Jericho and not like Don't forget we're both Canadian. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Like that yeah. until up until this week he felt very like it was just like a means to an ends for him. 
But this week, he really ramped up the we're a team thing, and that felt weird. Did it <laughs> Maybe weird it's like um, he's going to play this out, and they'll like lose to like Enzo and Cass, but like Jericho made the pin, and like Kevin Owens will just back away and be like, I'm not really with this guy. I hope so, because I feel, I feel like that would be better for him. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It'll be like a Jericho Owens feud. I, I mean, am I am I off the mark here? Did you guys not feel that way? Like up until this week, he's been yeah, like yeah. sort of like uh, yeah, whatever, Chris. We're a team, yeah. I guess. But then and he would always call him out on his BS. Yeah, but this week he was like, yeah, that's my fucking guy. This week, you know, like he was really yeah. amping it up. I think they're gonna go that way. And then I know WWE dot com on Facebook is was promoting that article. It's like oh. They're partners now or something like that. So I, th- I kind of feel like it's going to go the way I say hmm. it is. It, maybe not, but I just have that feeling. Yeah. One of the things that did not make a whole lot of sense for me was the backstage segment with Sasha Banks and Mick Foley. Why on earth, if you're the face and the champion, would you ask for a handicap match in your championship match at SummerSlam? That makes sense to me. I'm looking. I, I get. I get the part of I want to keep my eye on her, but to have a two-on-one handicap match instead of a one-on-one. I, if I look at it from, if I'm just looking at Sasha and her motivations, I understand. She's like, hey, I got to deal with this chick anyway. Just put them both in the fucking match, and I'll beat them both. I'm a fighting yeah. champ. I'm the good guy. I'm gonna overcome <clears> the odds. Where I have a big fucking puzzling question mark is why the fuck is Mick Foley making that match? He's like, yeah. I, I'm not going to do that, but what I will do is <laughs> I'll let you wrestle her, and if you can't beat her, then it'll be a handicap. What kind yeah, of... Was, what, yeah. Where is he coming from on that? If you lose, I'll give you what you want. Right. If you win, I'm just going to take her out of the I match. I thought she was going to lose on purpose so she could have that match. And why Why would he even <clears throat> offer that in the first place? Why didn't he just be like, no, why didn't he... If he is a by-the-books authority figure, why didn't he be like, I'll just ban her from ringside? Yeah. <laughs> Like, like no, the- no reason to even have this match. Yeah, just be like, uh, I'll make sure I'll have security make sure she's not out there. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, yeah. have I a mean, nice day, I, th- Sasha. I, you're you're well known as my favorite <laughs> female wrestler. Yeah, I've made it very clear on my I'm social a total media. Mark for you. Yeah, so I'm gonna give you that match. I mean, I if we go back to the instance <laughs> of they're coming up with storyline reasons for these matches, they're Maybe there are going to be some misses along the way, but this is them making an effort to say, these are why these people are wrestling this week instead of these people are just wrestling this week. Yeah. But it was a total miss from a perspective of, of Foley. She should have just been like, well, I'll just make sure she's not at ringside because. And Sasha should have just asked for that. I'd be yeah. like, look, I don't want to have to keep my eye on her while I'm focusing on my championship match. Can, can you do something about that? And that would have been a way of saying, okay, we'll tell you what, if you can beat her in a match, yeah. then I'll, I will ban her from ringside. Rather than, hey, I want to fight both of them for the championship. Because what would ha- what would have happened if Dana pinned Sasha? Would Dana be the champion or would Charlotte be the champion? You know, so that's it's just one of those things where like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was very weird. Uh, another Mick Foley segment. There, th- this episode, I think one of the reasons why I wasn't particularly fond of it, it was very promo and segment heavy. Not a whole, you know, the matches were sort of a, a back note. On Raw, with the exception of the Cesaro matches, um, mm-hmm. uh, so we got to see the backstage segment with Mick Foley and Puff Daddy with the New Day, and that is a way. Hey, you not- handle a back uh, a special guest. It's just a quick little hey man, 
thanks for letting not thanks for letting me pick the soundtrack to WW2K7. By the way, didn't know if you were aware. I'm getting my tour going. Here's some tickets to the show. Oh, hey, new day. Let's go talk about stuff. Chew on the cereal. Yeah. So, before I forget, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but are they just selling the Biggie injury, or is he legit injured? I think they're just selling. Okay. It. Okay. I would think I would think that they're selling it in a way to if they're going to change hands of titles at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. it's going to be because Big E is not there. Right. Like he's the equalizer. He's speaking the big guy. speaking of that, the the big equalizer, the big the e. fucking uh how did you feel about this uh like Let's doctor see. promo from the club? Man. It's pretty dumb. I don't know. Yeah. It's like Aren't their characters supposed to be no nonsense kind of stuff? They've made a clear transition to okay. Look, I don't. I know you guys aren't like as like much of a podcast geek. Despite beat up John Cena. Despite despite the guys, you guys like the fact that you guys we're not podcast podcast. guys. All right, you're not. I'm not saying you're not podcast guys. You're not like I'm a a sort of a geek for podcasts. I listen to a lot, and they used to do their own podcast on the MLW Network, (laughs) where it was Carl and Luke, and then Rocky Romero. And then they have like guests every week. And this is, they made like a decided change in their character from like no nonsense guys to them sort of being more like they were just sort of like joking around on the podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's very much like just who they are as people, sort of like bullshitting instead of just the, we're the tough, stark, mean, quiet guys, you know? Yeah. So they've, they've kind of changed direction and let them show a little bit more like attitude. Huh. And, uh, so yeah. What was the, Symptom ring postitis, something like that. God, all right, guys, we get it. Yeah, you heard his balls. We, <laughs> I did chuckle at the jar with the eggs inside. We're like, just ask Big E, you know. Like, oh, okay, I get it. How's Biggie's balls? Balls, balls of steel. <clears throat> I feel like we're dancing all around this big guy. Well, not big, but this whole Seth Rollins, uh, <laughs> Finn Balor thing. So what did you guys make of all this? I felt that the Finn Balor video package was really cool. I felt like the Seth Rollins 10-minute long segment was a little drawn out. I wasn't as interested in it. Here's Here's what I like about it. It felt like they tried to give you... For people who are new to Finn Balor, or for, mm. from even for people who already know who he is, it feels like they're trying to give you a kayfabe reason for why he does the demon thing, which yeah. is cool. I think that's a yeah. positive thing. There, I think they did this whole thing where like his his name means this, and his first name means this, his last name means that, and that's sort of what is the last the last part is like the, the demon, demon king, king or they, whatever, yeah. and like that's when he feels like he has to. I think it's cool to say there the, is a re- the seas boil the fi- the sky falls with fire and well they didn't they didn't like they didn't do it real hammy though they did it like uh, this is a story of who I am and well, why I am this not even that he didn't he it, he didn't present it like I think I turn into a demon he says I draw inspiration from that and that yeah. makes me like turn on this side of me. And then that's why I paint up and I get like this psychological advantage. He didn't be like, yo, I think I'm a demon sometimes <laughs> yeah. when I need to hype By it up. By the way, FYI, I'm total a total demon. demon. Total, total demon. demon. Uh, 
Which is cool. On they E. Gave, they gave you a reason why he does it. Mm-hmm. They gave a cool. They didn't make it hokey. They didn't like. He thinks he's an demon now. They're like he just draw. He draws from a part of him. All that's fucking cool. What I didn't like about it is Seth's like that's not even your real fucking name. Like anybody else is like their real name. You know that to me is a big thing. Like yeah, you, you, that's kind of a no no. Yeah, like yeah. I don't like that they did that. Even though I like the overall goal, I think was a positive thing to do. I don't like how they got there by saying that hey, you made your name other. You made your like career under another name. Like, yeah, you did too. And half the other yeah. guys in the roster. Like, why did he say that? That's strange. Want, I feel like they could have got there without doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? And that is just like one of like the nits that I'm gonna pick because I'm a sir. Sure. Uh, I'm a I I really hate that kind of stuff where yeah. you're like, Yeah, of course that's not his name. Seth Rollins ain't your fucking name either, and it isn't <laughs> even your other fake name. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler (laughs) and anybody with a fucking internet connection, which is everyone in the fucking world at this point, (laughs) knows that too. You know, it's like, Uh, ah. But I feel like I appreciate the effort to tell us why he does it, mm -hmm. and that he doesn't do it. He doesn't think he's just drawing inspiration. It's like a psychological thing for him. I think that's fucking cool. It was really well done. I enjoyed it. Uh, Kelsey was watching that part with me, and at the very end, where the demon. The eyes you know, eye paint and all that flashes like that freaked her out. Yeah, you know she was like, "Oh, wait, hey, hang on a second now." He's the so, demon because because she asked me. Uh, we were watching Raw like right after the draft, and it was his first appearance. And she was like, "Why does that music sound familiar?" I'm like, "Well, it's Finn Balor." She didn't and recognize she saw, him with the paint. Yeah, she was like, "Doesn't he have like the paint on that?" I was like, "That's mostly for like special occasions." Yeah, yeah. See, here's the thing: I like leather jacket Finn Balor better. I just think it looks. He has that. I just cool, think he like, pops the collar a yeah, little yeah. too often. Oh, I like he that. He does it like five or six it. times while he's walking. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like, that. Yeah. I like the jacket. I, hope, I don't have a problem with the jacket. I just think he pops the collar like way oh, I too like much. That, I like, like he's just doing this the whole time. <laughs> Whenever he he came out when they announced him for that that, that uh, <laughs> the fatal four way, my dad's like, "Who is this small guy? <laughs> he doesn't even weigh two hundred pounds." Speaking of people who don't even weigh 200 pounds, there was a local talent going up against Braun. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> Generic. Like, so do you? Song. Do y'all like Braun! this? Y'all like this Braun better than uh, <laughs> I do uh, like Wyatt him. Braun? Uh, <laughs> this is like the opening. I like this. Squash Match Braun. I think yeah. Braun. He's like really stiff and. He, Shows like little regard for his opponents, and that's <laughs> yeah. fun, you know. Even after the match, where he just grabs him by the leg and just flings him out of the I ring. I like that uh, <laughs> that picture that you found on the internet. It wasn't this week; it was last week. That guy, they uh, the guy with the bl- the blonde hair, or whatever. Oh yeah, he's like on the cover of WWE 2K17 with the lack of chin. Yeah, I thought that was a funny picture. Yeah. Uh, they did the whole like uh, pre-match interview with a jobber like backstage this time. I guess I guess uh, so Byron be- didn't want to have to walk as far. <laughs> I guess. Oh, that is a weird. I forget that they moved that the desk mm-hmm. way the fuck over there. Yeah, that's a long He's trek. Like, Man, huh? I'm tired of walking up and down this ramp. I'll just go backstage and talk to him. It's kind of weird, like that they had that little gorilla position all set up. Yeah, you know, all nice and neat, just for that. Yeah, I'm cool with uh, I'm cool with brawn squashes. I mean, uh, how long do you think it's gonna last? Eventually, they're gonna match him up with someone else. He'll be that's of note or whatever. Braun. Who can he beat up? Everyone. I don't who know. Gets um, in his way. Who's a pretty obvious job guy? On Shining Raw? stars. Oh no 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 no. Um. Shit. 
Uh, what's the dude's name? Um, I can't think of his name. Why well, cannot think of his name? Uh, Darren Young, Titus O'Neil, Kurt Hennig's son, Curtis Axel, Curtis Axel. There you go. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. There you, there you go. go. There's some job guys for him to beat. Oh, then, maybe Jinder Mahal. Mahal. Yeah, that could be. Here, here's a complaint. <laughs> while we're like randomly naming people on the roster. You split your fucking rosters in half, so in theory, the people that you have on each show have more time or more opportunity to get on the show. Where the fuck is Sammy Zayn for the past two weeks? I know, right? He's on main event. I know where he is. He's on main event, but I'm saying, why the fuck isn't he on Raw? Okay, we don't have too much going on with Kevin Owens. We're pairing him with uh, Chris Jericho. Sammy, I don't have nothing for you right now. Well, let's be honest, guys. He didn't win the match to become number one contender for the Universal Championship. He, so. did, he didn't, but he did win the feud with Owens. So. Yes, he did. Yep. I mean, look, I get it. People have to be on. I mean, Jinder Mahal just came back. And well, then guys, I, they only have three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and they split the roster in half, so in, in theory, like, that half should have more time. But We have yet to see Bo Dallas in his... Yeah, those guys, those feel like guys who can be on main event, though. Yeah. Sami Zayn feels like a guy who should be showcased on Raw. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, maybe they're waiting for this cruiserweight thing to pan out, and he'll be like the main guy on the cruiserweight. He's going to be the guy to defeat. Oh, that's Braun. that shit's not going to make sense when that comes along. The cruiserweight, then other people are going to be pushed back too, and you won't see. Shit. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. The joy. What did y'all think of the Orton Lesnar video package? I thought it was pretty well done. Yeah, as they tend to do. <laughs> yeah, anytime they, they can yeah, do yeah, a yeah, pre-recorded yeah. Brock, I, uh, it's always well. Yeah, done. I know him. We were in OVW together, and Brock Lesnar. I like, mean, I don't know. I, that I, knew him. I don't know him. I don't know. I know who he is. I don't fucking know him. I don't fucking know him. <laughs> <laughs> Just beat the shit out of people. That's all I do. So what? They yeah. got it's like they got big history. Brock Lesnar's like, I don't fucking know him. <laughs> Brock Lesnar just sort of being Brock Lesnar is still like a like a bop gets a bop out of me, you know? I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna kick some ass. Orton. Yeah, I think he underestimates me. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. In a, in a shoot fight, come on. So, uh, speaking of shoot fights, Sin Caro is in action. Teaming up with Neville, the mystery partner, going up against the Dudley boys. So, a makeshift team defeats one of the most established tag teams in all of wrestling history. Just like that, Neville and Sin Caro defeat the Dudley boys. Yeah, this is... Um seem random and purposeless and maybe we will go somewhere from here but i don't know why i well did. on the pre-show the dudley boys decided to pick on neville and I, like we'll tell you what instead right. of beating you up right now we're gonna have a match later and you get to pick an opponent so it can be a fair fight so it'll be a fair fight yeah uh the positive Testify that i feel like the positive of all this is i really like singar's new gear uh, i think that's like the most positive thing i can take away from this did you like his new gear it's like black, and he's got that weird jagged thing. And uh, I found it weird that he came out to the Lucha Dragon song, but mm-hmm. he had the Sin Cara visuals on mm-hmm. the on the main screen. Yeah, the time that felt a little out of place. Music or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just felt like a time filler. So it was. Hey, but you know what? Uh, not to. This seems to be. Like, we're harping on this, but I think it's a positive direction. It's like uh, they could just be giving us time filler matches, and in a sense, that's what they're doing, but they're at least giving us, like, little... 
it within show storyline reasons for why mm. these people are fighting each other. Yeah. So I think that's a positive direction. Anything that shows me that they're even if even if it sucks that they're making an effort, I think is still a positive direction. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just being optimistic. Yeah. I mean, we got to see Sasha Banks defeat Dana Brooks. So Dana Brooks is going to be banned from ringside. Uh, Luke Gallows and Kofi Kingston. Uh, Gallows got the win on that. He tried to hurt his balls. Balls. They were unsuccessful, right? Did they, they hurt his balls? They were or they... unsuccessful. Okay. Kofi's balls are A-OK. Yes. Not suffering from ring postitis, which is good. Uh, so let's move over into SmackDown, where uh, First Orton talks and finds out he's going to go up against Alberto Del Rio. And Rio saying, how can you fight the beast with one arm? I'm going to break your arm. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. This doesn't have anything to do with Orton or Del Rio. It has to do with Dean Ambrose. But (laughs) (laughs) do you know when Dean came out and they did like the normal name thing for him? Like, oh, did they stop the side thing? Yeah. He was the only one they did that for. Is that like he's a champ so he gets that special thing? Maybe. Well, no, because later in the night they did the side one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was the only person who got the underneath one and everyone else got the side one. I was like, is that like a champ thing? Like the champ gets... It should. It gets like, uh, he gets the whole screen except for just right underneath them? Yeah, he should. Okay. Champ should get the main focus. Okay, totally unrelated. I sidetracked you. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of Dean Ambrose, you want to go ahead and talk about the Stone Cold podcast? Did y'all get to watch that? I did. It was weird as fuck. It was so <laughs> awkward. Oh my god! I've only watched certain clips, but yeah, Jesus. go, uh, go for, us. for a guy awkward. for a guy who's a pretty decent promo man cannot talk about himself to not like not at all. Why? What do you mean? Like why? It was like he did not want to talk about his personal life, like growing up as a kid. That's understandable, but yeah, like you sort of like in this position, you got to talk about something, you know? Mm-hmm. He obviously had sort of like a weird childhood, and like a I don't want to. Speculate too much. I don't want to say troubled, but like he obviously had like a like a you know like a a ati- not not even atypical. He had like a his his parents were divorced and his mom worked a lot. He was on his own a lot. He mm-hmm. like alluded to getting into like drugs and stuff and like clearly. I mean, he said Austin sort of pressed him and he sort of like stuff I shouldn't have been doing and probably shouldn't be talking about. Yeah. So he obviously got into some shit in high school or whatever, which, hey, a lot of people do. It's not mm-hmm. like a, doesn't make him a bad person or anything. It's just like people do shit. It's, yeah. it's whatever. But it was so awkward the way he like, I don't know. Like, how would you describe He just couldn't him? find the words to yeah. say anything. And he's a pretty decent pro for a guy who can talk pretty well. He couldn't like carry this conversation. Yeah, Austin would ask him a question and he'd like divert to something else and yeah. wouldn't fully answer the question. Austin would try to go back and he's like, Yeah, it's just uh it's just the, you know Would the, you I mean I'm do, just do, a low low key guy. Do you feel like he's a pretty decent talker on mic? Absolutely. So isn't it so weird that he couldn't like carry like a conversation? Yeah. It's so weird. It makes you wonder like how he is backstage. Yeah. It's like, so weird. Okay, if you get on his good side, obviously he'll talk to you and all that. But like, if you ask him like general questions, I feel like the last 10, mi- 10 15 minutes he like he started found, to he, open up. He found like his comfort level, and then he started talking like you would hope he'd talked the rest of the hour. I would think it was because they weren't really talking about his past. I think maybe the past is still a sensitive subject for him to talk about. You know, like whenever AJ Styles did it, he was like, yeah, my dad was this way. My mom was this way. And, you know, you could say things were trouble, blah, 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 blah. Whereas I don't I don't know if Dean really. Yeah. 
he doesn't really want to talk about that because sure. it might still be a, a, a sensitive nerve. Yeah, sure. Because as you grow up, you start to understand what was really happening. And so he's, maybe it was just... I mean, maybe he, he may even feel like protective, even though even some people who don't have ideal upbringings, they still feel protective over the people yeah. of their past. So maybe he just didn't want to get in that shit. Yeah. But the thing about it is that what this is a criticism of Austin and instead of Dean is like, he pushed him real fucking hard on mm-hmm. the personal stuff, but I feel like he gave him a pass on like the, like the professional stuff. I was like, he pushed him like real hard on the personal yeah. stuff. He like tried to follow up, tried to follow up. But when they were talking about the wrestling stuff, he was just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, like that's where I want you to hammer him is like on the, give him a pass on. If you don't want to talk about his personal life, give him a fucking pass. Yeah. But like the wrestling stuff, like hammer him there. That's where I want you to like ask the follow ups, you know? Yeah. That's it. As far as all of the... Did you get that vibe? Or no? uh, I wasn't really paying too much attention to that part. I was mostly just listening for his answers. And it was just... Yeah, it was just very awkward. And, you know, once it started talking about your career in wrestling and you've been here and done this, that's when he started to open up. It was was the private life. So he didn't say about the the other organizations he was part of. Austin talked about... Austin talked about, like... CCW and... He didn't drop the names. He didn't say names, but he he talked about, like, looking at his past work and past promos and stuff, and he's like, I've seen you do some edgier, like, more pushing the envelope stuff that I was really into. This is Austin talking, paying him a compliment. Mm-hmm. He's like... He basically said, like, I feel like you're... Okay, he... I think he literally said, I feel like you're re- resting on your laurels, and I feel like you're complacent or, like, comfortable, and... uh he like flat I, out challenged him. Like he was I like, challenge I, you to like push the envelope. And Dean was sort of like trying to be like a good sport about it, but you could tell he's like, "Hey, man, I can only do what the fuck they'll let me do." Yeah. Because he he basically said like, "Yeah, I'm still playing in his sandbox or whatever." Yeah, I'm it playing another like, kid's sandbox. I can only suggest something so many times before they just say no. Yeah. Oh, want I mean, I want to. That reminded me of something. But also, he said, "I mean, he was basically like." Austin was basically like, yeah, I did shit that I probably shouldn't have done, but it like ended up benefiting my career because it helped me get over. And that's basically what he was saying to Dean. But Dean was sort of like being like, yeah, like I get it, man, but that was a different time. And like also like there, because he went into like about scripted promos and everything. And mm-hmm. But also before I forget, like the, he basically called Brock Lesnar out. And I was like, wow, okay, this is the good stuff that I want to hear. <laughs> he basically said, who, who called Brock out? Stone Cold? No, no. Dean called Brock out for like not wanting to like do a bunch of shit in their match. He was like, I felt he's like, yeah. I, kept, I, started, I was coming up with all this crazy shit for us to do, and he just didn't want to do any of it. He was like, he was. I felt like he was being lazy. I felt like he was like not receptive, whatever. Because it was Brock being Brock. Yeah. The the rumor at the time is like he wanted to do a bunch of crazy like deathmatch spots, like, and that Brock was not having it, and like. He was bummed out because he wanted to, if he was going to lose, I guess he wanted it to be like a big spectacle mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And Brock was like, nah, not doing it. And he's like, he's like, it ended up being fine. I just like ate a bunch of suplexes and it was fine or whatever. But he was basically, he called him lazy flat out. He, he, he like pretty much said, he's like, he was not receptive to doing anything. Like, wow. So it was pretty interesting. That, and, you know, hearing that, you're like, okay, that makes sense as to why the match wasn't all that. Right. It was really flat. It yeah. was like, okay, yeah, Brock didn't want to do it. He's certainly not going to do it. Yeah. But uh, he was saying, you know, yeah, I talked to him and it was like, came up with all these crazy ideas. And, you know, even up to right before walking out of the curtain, be like, can we just do this? And he'd be like, no, we're not going to do it. Damn. So I think that was like actually the most interesting part of the whole. Yeah. was the Colin Brock out. (laughs) That's awesome. And the, you know, the, the, the little 
promo between Ambrose and, and Austin. It's like, yeah, if we go to the fairground, I know something about you. I know. I thought that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it was just, I, I feel like he might not be the kind of guy who opens up about his past. He doesn't seem like a social dude. He does. He seems like a little bit of a weirdo, and that's not like a... It's not a knock. Yeah, no. But... He, he he clearly is a little bit of a weirdo, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just thought he'd be able to... And maybe it's just a, he wasn't comfortable with the past stuff, but for someone who's like a pretty good talker, it was like a very awkward conversation. Yeah. I did like the, the story about how he's... Uh, how he thinks he's close with Vince, and he was like, "Yeah, he's called me at two thirty in the morning, and we've we've talked whenever he was going to the gym." But like, I'm not going to the gym, but I'll talk to you. Yeah, that was sort of weird. And he, I like how he was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm his favorite." I, I think I'm his favorite. You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it sort of heated up at the end, but it was definitely a very weird. Uh, Tyler should go back and watch it, but uh, slow start. Yeah, it was like a very weird like. Like, 35, get, 40 minutes. Can we just get out of my past and talk about my present? I gotta say, like, because I've only seen, like, a few of them, but, like, my favorite one so far is the AJ Styles. So. Yeah. The AJ Styles one was pretty good. So, make sure you go and check it out. But, yeah, on SmackDown, they had the Wyatts, Bray, and uh, now Eric Rowan um, cutting a promo. I didn't like the fact that Bray's like, I'm God, and, you know, I'm well, that's getting not the shaft like, or something or whatever it was he was trying to say. That's sort of like all the stuff he's ever said in the past. It's like nothing new. Yeah. But, Did you uh, notice that uh, whenever Ziggler came out and they're all fighting and stuff like that, it really looked like Ziggler like literally like a purposely tried to kick Ambrose in the head. It wasn't like he moved him out of the way. He looked like he tried to kick him. That's the speculation. That's what it looked like. Yeah. It wasn't like I moved him out of the way. It's like, hey, I... I literally like he aimed for his head. That's what it looked that's, like to me. I mean, that's yeah, but that's the, that's the angle though. That's the angle, but no, that's what it looked like for sure. Well, because he knew he was going to kick him in the head, so he just went ahead and kicked him in the head. Like the the it wasn't the I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. It was predetermined that he was going <laughs> to kick Ambrose in the head. So he, so yeah, of course it looked like you know. Uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But what I it did should like, look like it should look like he moved him in the way of the kick, and it didn't look that way. Gotcha. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. What I did like about the whole, this whole sort of weird opening segment is that Dean was sort of like, ah, I see what you guys are trying to do. I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. And then Ziggler, this newfound interest in pushing Ziggler, Ziggler's like, fuck it. And he just like walk, just sort of like bumped them on the way down. I was like, I'm fucking going in. I'm fucking <laughs> stupid. Whatever. I'll I'm- go fight these people for whatever reason, even though I beat Bray Wyatt last week. I liked it though. I thought it was uh, a nice touch for Ziggler. So uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I uh, got to see American Alpha going up against some local talent. Nah. I felt it very strange that the Vod Villains and all of them came out. I mean, obviously you want to scout talent. See when like, I hey, they, who jumped are these guys? The, they jumped in the ring. Yeah, I thought it was all strange because I was like, so the Vod Villains, they already beat Ascension. The Mm-hmm. And hype the bros. hype bros are all gonna attack American Alpha, which it was not to be. I mean, right. uh, hype bros helped American Alpha, but still, sure. I was like, that's all weird. They're gonna jump all the, even two hill teams and a face team are gonna jump American Alpha. Weird. Yeah, but it did not happen that way. Are there? A, I want to say that there are other tag teams on SmackDown. The Usos are they on Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. SmackDown. Usos okay. On SmackDown. And I know one one of them is out on injury right now. 
Really? I, was that the was, one that's, that was hurt not too long ago? I do not know. I feel like they... I definitely think they have a couple more teams than we're out there if that is like a problem for you. Like, like Yeah, it was one of the things where it's like, oh, look, the tag team division, they're wanting the, the SmackDown tag team titles. I'm like, well, if that's the entire SmackDown tag division, that's very bare. Like, you're going to have four teams, one of them being champion? Well, they definitely have the Usos. Yeah. And I feel like they'll probably get at least one makeshift team, like, yeah. Like Raw's had. So. And where's Breezango? Or which side are they they're on? They're on Raw because... Okay. No, no, no. They're on SmackDown because... That's right. Yes. Orton Golden, did wrestle. Yeah. Yes. Okay. O- Orton wrestled... Uh, what's his name? Fandango. Uh, Fandango. Oh. And that's Dongo. how the Bra- set up the Bra thing. So they have... Those are two teams that weren't even out there. Okay. So at least there's six teams. Yeah. So that makes right. it a little more... So you're going to get your hype I mean, pro can stickers? Can you name six teams on Raw? I don't know if Raw has six tag We've teams. got New Day. Yeah. Luke and Gallows. Right. Um, Shining Stars. Shining Stars. Dudley's. Dudley's. Look at Daybear over here helping me out. Oh, uh, Golden Truth. Golden Truth. All right, fuck it. They did. All right. Five or That's, six on each brand. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Tyler. Boom. Look at you. Rattling them off. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we already talked about the Eva Marie stuff. Um, There's not much more to say than what we've already said about it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Alexa Bliss got to make her debut. Thought she did pretty good for her experience level. Yeah, I like the girl though. So she's so tiny. <sighs> Man, I think she's better than Carmelo for sure. Yeah, get your popcorn. I think ready. Carmelo needs to do like a different like they they distance her from Enzo and Cass. She needs her own gimmick. Like it seems like it does. It you know, seems like a force for her to do what she does. Everyone in the audience are still saying, "How you doing?" <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah, get your popcorn ready. Every time she says that, then she gets jumped. Stop getting, stop talking about popcorn. You want popcorn? I do not want popcorn. But Carmella defeated Natalia via submission with and popcorn, not with popcorn. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed or not, but like the way she swung her leg around to get Natalia into the submission hole, very slow. Because I'm guessing that she didn't want to like legit kick her in the face or something like that. She was kind of just like, okay, let me wedge my foot up under there. All right, there we go. Well, she does it like um, it's like a stage submission. Like she locks it on first, and then when she really cinches it in is when she grabs the leg and pulls it yeah. in. So, I, is that what you mean or no? Well, no. Like she went to like Natalia's laying down on the ground. She uh, she has her leg down in front of Natalia, and she like you know she wants to move it underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalia's head to to lock it in, like to, to curl the leg. But Natalia had her head down, so she was kind of like scooting it instead of like scooting just a quick it. and just a quick movement to where it's under. So I guess she didn't want to like legit hit her or something. Gotcha. And anyways, um, so yeah, Alexa Bliss defeats Becky Lynch. Carmella defeats Natalia. Orton versus Del Rio. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah, Randy Borton. Um, Rhino versus Heath Slater and uh, Heath Slater's poor children, all two, four, and seven of them. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I was into that. So I'm sort of into the Slater thing, like uh, yeah, back and forth, like tough breaks. Yeah, they were gonna sign him, but he had enough. <laughs> I'm out of here. Whatever, man. Two and B, man. Nope. Uh, so what do you think about uh Rhino heading to the Senate? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know any. I don't know enough about him, like what, like uh, his like political views are, to, like to cheer him or boo him. But just the fact that he's a politician, like yeah, I mean, like what are you? How are you going to be on the roster and like doing didn't, political shit? Didn't Tommy Dreamer say something about Rhino at the show? 
or something? Or yeah. Was, yeah. He was like, that. Rhino was going to be here. but Or no, he was like, I guess we can't have Rhino anymore now that he's been elected into office or something like that. Crazy. You know Dreamer's on his way back, too. I don't know, man. Depends on how those contract negotiations go. So, uh, <laughs> one thing I did like, and it was just a simple little thing. It's something that we don't really get to see that often. Just a backstage brawl. Baron Corbin beating up Kalisto and saying, that's for costing me the Intercontinental title uh, shot. Simple. Simple and effective. And it worked. Totally oh, fine fuck. with it. Were we not going to talk about this Ms. Marie shit? Because that <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> yes. I think I missed it. Oh my god! They were talking. They go to something. They like show a video, an Apollo Cruz video talking video. about the Miz match with Apollo. When they come back, him and Maurice are laid across the table, like face to face, just like about to make out. And like uh, Miz is like, have Renee's, you ever seen something so beautiful? Renee's like in the middle of them, and they're like in front of her, like face to face, like She's they're about to make like, out. Hey, it was like, hey uh, guys, we're we're still doing this. It thing. was pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm so like, they were I'm like into this the new face to face, like, like you know how they have the pre-show table. <laughs> yeah, if like they're actually on table doing like the poses right now. <laughs> I should take a picture of y'all doing that. <laughs> this is what's going on in the studio right yeah, now. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad, but it Damn was it. funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm into the new Miz stuff. I, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm cool with this. It's still to this day. It, I I can't wrap my mind around like Miz and Maurice being a couple. Like I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, power to them both for finding love and all that. It's just like you see you see Maurice, you see the Miz. I don't know. I, I what do you, so? Who are you saying's out of whose league? Are you saying she's out of Miz's league? I think Miz is a, a handsome dude. He's a, yeah, and he he is a he's an attractive guy. You think he's sort of nerdy or something? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Just like I keep thinking back to whenever he first came on to SmackDown. You, you and, know, we host a wrestling podcast. We're calling someone else a nerd, right? Yes. Okay. But it's All okay. Right, go ahead. Because like I still I th- I still think back whenever like he was hosting the Diva Surge and he had to like look at his hand for the number like fuck I remember doing all that crazy. shit. I remember shit. when he was on the Real World doing yeah. running around doing his like the wrestling. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got Maurice, who's like this super hot model esque type of lady. She, I, I don't know. I she's don't think a good looking. She, gal. I don't think she's all that. She's Pourquoi? a good looking gal. What's Pourquoi mean? I don't Something know. Something what? <laughs> For what? No, was, the thing is, she's just asking. <laughs> Maybe that's what it means. For what? For what? But why? Pourquoi? I don't know. So anyways, Ziggler, Ziggler teaming up with Ambrose, going up against Wyatt and Rowan. Um, any thoughts take on out of it? Nope. No? Nothing? I don't... Oh, uh, I fell asleep in the last <laughs> part of this match. Oh. Well, it ended with uh, Ambrose giving the DDT to Ziggler. Saying, hey, you, you gave me the super kick, so I'm giving you dirty deeds. Now we're even. Dirty deeds nuts. Well, uh, even. Yeah. What's he looking at? Pourquoi? Probably. What you got there? It's parkour. It means why. Parkour. Okay. It's Q U I, right? It's it means Y. Cool. All right. It's cutie. But why? Uh, did you guys catch the Cruiserweight Classic from last week? You're damn right, did. Tyler. No, but I I watched the. Uh, I don't think it was last week. It, it was like the first week of August. Uh, I watched the the, f- the episode of uh, NXT on. Uh, 
They only have the the one the first one from August. It was with uh, what's his name coming back? Bobby Roode. No. Hideo. Hideo. That's the only match I saw. Hideo versus uh, Maluta. Was it Sean Maluta? Yeah. And they had some of the uh, cruiserweight guys in the audience. That's the only thing. Yeah, I saw. Gargano and Champa killed it. Like, yeah, absolutely, they had a really they good did. match. Yeah, Excellent storytelling. Go and check that out because oh, it was good. Speak of them, have you seen that the glorious bomb they've been doing? Yes. I don't know. I think that's funny. I saw one. And I was like, I, every time I see a different, I was like, I, I know, I get what they're doing. I don't need to see them all. I don't know about you guys, but Bobby Roode's theme has been stuck in my head for like a week oh, now. See what I glorious. My, my knee jerk reaction was like, eh, whatever. But then, like I, the more I heard it, I was like. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. I think yeah. I like it more because of the glorious bomb. Glorious! What is it about NXT? They seem to have their music game like above. Oh, regular WWE? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I, I I mean, I'm sure it's like a different guy that does their or different girl, different the, person. The CFO that does money or whoever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a group. Oh, it's like one group that writes all the songs and records them? Something like that. Something along those lines. It's like a band okay. instead of just like one writer. Okay, okay. Um, like what's his name that does it for WWE? Jim Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearly someone different. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> because and they're it, not afraid to go a little more hard and doing all that. And, yeah, well, they're just uh, they're not afraid to not be generic. He seems to be mm-hmm. like writing a bunch of generic rock music, and maybe that's what they're asking for. <laughs> Excellent example, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins when they're – when they broke away from the shield, it was like, wow, Kevin Owens, yeah. Cesaro. Well, Kevin, so many of those people well, had generic. Cards. Kevin Owens, yeah. uh, that was, um, uh, NXT one. Mm-hmm. That was an NXT thing. T- you're right. You're right about that. There's so many people that came out. NXT has great music. Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. um, Rusev. Enzo and Cass have good music. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just really good. I'm looking at it. Balor has good music. A lot of NXT people have good music. Shinsuke, good music. Has it grown on you? The Shinsuke. I never didn't like the Shinsuke music. It just was but like, was, uh, well, yeah. Well, I know you said like whenever you first heard it, it was, was like so, it's taking some getting used yeah, to and all different. that. There's something that's like not that I great. Like Austin Aries. Nah, his is. I don't think Joe's is all that hot either. It's better than his first one for sure. Yeah. They they have a better success rate. Even Carmella's is fine. Yeah, it's fine. With the fabulous and uh, Oscar's is really good. Yeah, I like Oscars. really badass. Yeah, they've done a really good job over yeah. in NXT. Yeah, it's definitely way more hits than misses. How are, how's the uh, the music for the the cruiserweight guys? Generic. Yeah, it's very All generic. generic. Yeah. yeah, it felt like uh, like public domain like stuff that they just pulled off a website or something. <laughs> it's like, what's your gimmick? I'm hip hop. Okay, throw in a hip hop track. The one, the one that had any personality was Swans. It, that's the one that yeah. felt like has the well, most personality. Because Swans part in XT. Oh, nah, yeah, nah, but oh, nah. I don't think this is the same music he used in that match uh, against Corbin. Nah, it's not. Okay, thank you. Oh, nah, so it's very like uh, they were like, "Hey, can you just write him a rip, Lionel Richie ripoff?" And yeah. they're like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. So Clap Chumpa, the hands, everybody. Champa and Gargano are now strictly. NXT, right? I think they're they're almost done with their. They're wrapping up their dates. Yeah, I just saw they announced. At least Gorgano is. I don't know about Champa. Uh, they announced uh, on NXT that it, uh, Champa and Gargano are going up against the Revival in NXT Takeover. Well, they sort of like they God. they put up on NXT this week. It was um, who did the Revival face? 
Who did they wrestle? And then Ciampa and Gargano made the save. PM61? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that was it. It was a good match, too. Dude, I want Ciampa and uh, Gargano to get the titles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've got got a couple of hot tag teams down in NXT. Mm Mm-hmm. TM61, Gargano, Ciampa. Revival's pretty good, too. Uh, Yeah, man, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. They're hanging in there. Slanging and banging. So, uh, yeah, if you didn't catch last week's episode of the Cruiserweight Classic, got to at least check out the uh, Gargano and Ciampa match. But what else was on the card? What else was on the card? Uh, Swan was super over. Yeah. Um... Not as over as the main, but those are guys who have been in NXT for a while. One of the matches the crowd was like dead for, I guess, because they didn't really know the the competitors. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember who was all in the card now. I know I can't even remember who Swan wrestled. Oh, the uh, Jason Lee guy. Not is it Jason Lee? Who is it? Something Lee. Yeah, Jason. He uh, wrestled Swan. Uh, Jason Lee. Right. I think so. Find no. she it. I'll try and look it up. Oh man. Um. Glorious. Yeah, it was Rich Swan. Uh, Nondar versus Gurv Shira. Gurv. Gurv. Sorry. Yeah, I remember that now that you. Um, we talked about that, but I want them to sign those Bollywood boys. I bet you they will. Trying to see Jack Gallagher. That's right. I thought Gallagher was really good, actually. Yeah, he was. You know what? Over I, his hell with the, the crowd. Fabian guy surprised me because I have yeah. not. Se- I haven't seen much uh, of the Fabian, Fabian guy. Ochner. He was good too. He was good too. He did a moonsault off the top uh, top rope and everything. Gallagher is good. I I've seen him, so I knew I expected him to be good, but I had not seen the Fabian guy, and he was. Uh, surprised me. Mm-hmm. And he was good. You know what? This was a fucking good episode. I forgot. I forgot the uh, the card, but it was fine. Rich uh, Swan versus Jason Lee. That was a that was a good match. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good match. Uh, the, good show. The second match, the Gerv guy. I felt like I felt like the crowd was kind of dead for that one. One yeah. because they were down from it was the cool down from uh, Swan, right? And then they might not have known a whole lot about those two. Yeah, the thing about the Bollywood boys is they're going to be more over as a team. Like when yeah. they're doing their when they do the act together a bit. <laughs> but yeah, all of the matches really solid. Yeah, I thought it was actually I. It has been a week since I've seen it, like over a week at this point. So I know I had forgotten what the card was, but now that you like refresh my memory, mm-hmm. it was a good show. Yeah. How do you say it, Gallagher? Gallagher. Gallagher. It's, it's Gallagher. like a G silent. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Gallagher, but it's Gallagher. It's, okay, that's how it's spelled, but I yeah. think it's pronounced what I, Gallagher. What I like about it is they built him up as this. You know, I'm more psychological in in what I do in the ring rather than just Smash Mouth. You know, type action. I bet uh, Daniel Bryan praised the heck out of him, huh? Oh, he was like, uh, "Is it wrong to love somebody?" That you've that you've seen on TV, because if so, I love this guy. And like it was, you know, he definitely put him over. But one of the things that I really loved was like uh, his opponent had him down, and he was holding his legs. And you see him like he's putting his hands up, and he's like calculating what he's going to do next. And he's like, well, if I turn this way, maybe, and then I can turn that way. And oh, okay, now I know how to do it. And he turned it and rolled it, and all of a sudden now he's got the advantage. So it was like really, 
really well done and like even the even the wrist lock that he was like okay if I turn this way and then he just did like a slow roll turned it over and now he's got the advantage so just uh just simple things that the the crowd ate up and I I was loving it I was like I gotta see that again because like even though he didn't do it very fast it was the way that he flowed he had a really good flow so um I mean think about we're the second round now I mean Officially, by yeah. the time you hear this podcast, uh, you know the second round has already have started because we record on Wednesdays now. But yeah, uh, I mean it's only up from here. I mean, like they've eliminated the least experienced and the least polished guys, and it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure they're going to have some of those guys who were exited in the first round. They'll have like some filler matches as we get closer to the I'm end. I'm sure, and they're going to pop up in other places. We already seen the Sean Malta guy on NXT and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that whole they keep doing the whole the cruiserweight is coming the cruiserweight yeah. division is coming to Raw so the cruiserweights are coming the cruiserweights are coming it's uh, we'll definitely see these people popping up yeah so uh, really looking forward to that uh, got some hot topics or do you want to talk about WWE 2K17 first uh, it don't matter all right we'll talk about 2K17 because I know A Bear is looking forward to that yeah you got all the stuff written down so I'll let you say it really. I don't know all the people on top of my head. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't know if you wanted to read them or whatever. Okay, so uh, we've got an updated roster, uh, some new names added to the list. I'm liking the the picture that they're Yeah, that's doing. a cool touch because like, every year it's been like the same boring thing, so mm-hmm. this is kind of a little different. It, it's nice. It's like, hey, here's a... Can you guess before we announce who it is? Yeah. Uh, so some of the updated names, we're not going to do the full roster now. We're just going to do the ones that have recently been added this week um bullshit okay (laughs) fucking Um, bullshit alicia fox andre the giant baron corbin big e billy gunn that was kind of a surprise well i hope they do it this year i know last year they put billy gunn but they didn't put road dog you know yeah it was like billy gunn and and x-pac but no road dog yeah put road dog in it come on um Next one they're going to add, Braun Strowman. Not that version. It's going to be no, the Wyatt Braun. Yeah, it will be, sadly. Uh, Brett Hitman Hart, British Bulldog, Cesaro, Charlotte. Daniel Bryan's going to be in there. So whoop, whoop. One more year of him, unless they decide to add him in as like a legend in, in later years. Uh, Edge, Finn Balor. I don't know if you've seen Finn Balor's entrance. As, I don't why. I don't, <sighs> well, that's his champion entrance. Uh, really? Yeah. So maybe okay. he's going to have three different entrances. He's going to have like leather when, jacket. Whenever he did that entrance with like the the, the, chainsaw. the chainsaw, I didn't like it that much. Corny as hell. I didn't like that either. Also, a lot of people were like, oh my God, that's awesome. And I'm like, that looks so cheesy. Like, he doesn't need to be carrying around the chainsaw. That's not him. But in. Then I saw where it was like, oh, this is only for whenever he has, he's a champion. I'm like, okay, I can. They I can released like that. certain videos. I think they released or- Orton, Finn Balor, I haven't seen and Brock Lesnar's entrance. Yeah, I saw Brock Lesnar. I also saw that they're going to have the outdoor arena, so it's going to be like different lighting for stuff like that. Nice, nice. Which will be nice to see. Uh, so Finn Balor, Hideo Itami is going to be in there. Nice, nice. Jake the Snake Roberts, mm-hmm. Kalisto. <laughs> Randy Orton, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Scene Cara, The Rock, Triple H, and Tyson Kidd. I'm just I'm ready to see certain people's interests. I want to see AJ Styles so bad, man. Yeah. Can't so. wait to see him finally. Like, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Oh, show me that damn entrance. That would be fun to see. Um yeah, I'm curious as to like the new entries that are gonna be on there. Like, are we gonna get the new Cesaro entrance? Because, you know, with certain people, like it's not always the case, but most of the time it is. It's like whoever's new in the game, like mm-hmm. their entrance and their look is not that great. Yeah. You give them a few years and they're damn good. Yeah. Well, they get that full new scan yeah. and all that. So, 
Um, should be something worth checking out. Um, uh, some breaking news that happened. Uh, Shelton Benjamin had been advertised to be returning to the WWE. Unfortunately, this will not be the case uh, as he suffered an injury about two months ago. Decided, well, the, the WWE uh, physicians decided, hey, man, you got to get this taken care of before you go on the road with us. So uh, Shelton Benjamin electing to have uh, shoulder surgery uh, for, I believe, a torn rotate, rotator cuff, something along those lines. Uh, and he's going to be out for six months. So, so let's get another guy to come in then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And he's saying that once he's fully healed, WWE is going to be the first place he looks towards because he would like to return. Um, but it's going to be a while before before that even so starts to happen. Back, so hey, spitting people's faces. You never know. Um, for those of you who are still fans of CM Punk, getting ready for him uh, for UFC 202, I believe that's which one it is. I did not get to see that trailer, man. Oh, man. It looks really good. It looks really well produced, and I'm curious as to how uh, the UFC fans are going to take to it. Uh, it's going to be a four-part documentary on Fox Sports beginning this Monday at 9.30 Eastern, uh, so right before Raw goes off the air. Um, What's it called? The, uh, the Evolution of Punk or Changing of Punk, something like that. Something about punk. Um, Doug, did you get to see the trailer? I did watch the trailer. What did you think of it? Um, it looks well made. I am excited to watch it. I mean, obviously it's going to go head to head with Raw at least in some capacity, yeah. even if it's for like the last whatever, but I'm sure it'll pop up somewhere for people to watch who are trying to watch both. But, uh, Set your DVRs, kids. Yeah. I mean, I want, uh, you know, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch the fight. I want Punk to do well, but there are already... Just from like the snippets of what they've shown, there are people far more knowledgeable about like stuff like boxing, like the like the actual technique of boxing than I am. They're already picking apart just what they've seen on there, and it's like, oh, that doesn't look good at all. Yeah, just like oh, look yeah. at that uppercut. Yeah, well, it's like I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, like they're like, hey, that's uh, boxing one hundred and one. You don't drop your fucking lead hand when you're when you're going to throw an uppercut. That's a surefire way to get knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And and sure enough, they show it. Like I've seen a gif. He's like drops the fucking lead hand. When he, <laughs> I, I know he's training with like Duke Rufus, who is like a one of like the most like renowned like striking coaches or yeah. whatever. So. Maybe this is something from earlier. I mean, that's what I was going to say because, like, they, everyone was like mocking his gut and all that. And I'm like, that might have been when he was ver- just starting out. Yeah. And it was just a sparring thing. And and surely, like, they don't necessarily, he and his camp don't necessarily, or, or maybe at all, have control over what footage is shown. Sure. They may have just said, hey, this is the most dynamic looking footage from uh, to us. So that's what we're going to put on. Where it may have been like the first couple of weeks where he's like really getting into striking or mm-hmm. whatever. And, uh, the thing that I appreciate about Punk is the attitude that he's taken, not just in this video, but in, I've watched several at this point interviews he's done for like UFC and MMA in general. Yeah. And his attitude is very much that of like, uh, I know why I'm here. It's because of my name, not because I deserve to be here. I'm like in the, I'm trying to get in these guys world. It's very much, mm-hmm. he knows where he stands and where it's like, got, I know that there are thousands upon thousands of more talented guys who are wanting, who are dying to get into the UFC, but just because of my name, I'm getting this shot. It's not fair. It's not right to those guys, but I'm also trying to follow my dream. Yeah. I mean, he, he's very, he seems to be very aware, self-aware of like where his talent level is mm-hmm. like what, what he's actually capable of. He's yeah. like, 
He's like, I might lose this fight, and I just want to see if I can do it. Like, it's not, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm gonna come in and whip everybody's ass. Like, no, I just, I, I've always wanted to try it. I'm, I've been given the opportunity to try it, so I'm gonna go try it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I even fell into the whole like, yeah, they're gonna give him a tomato can to push over in the first fucking match, and mm. maybe that, that may actually not be what ends up happening, but uh. I, you know, I'm excited to watch the documentary and the fight, and uh, I hope he does well for himself. I'm, you know, pulling for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you guys hear what Conor McGregor was saying about the WWE roster? Yeah, I think it's funny. <laughs> who cares? Who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. I think people need to be a little bit more secure in what they like. Like, I mean, okay, first of all, let's look at it from this perspective is why is Conor McGregor so well known? Uh, because he's a massive shit talker. Why do people love Conor McGregor? Uh, because he's a massive shit talker. So it's all fun in games in, until he talks the shit about something you hold near and dear. As long as it's something else, you fucking love it. But if he like touches your sacred little thing, then you're like, oh, fuck, this guy's... Who the fuck does this guy think he is? He's the same fucking guy you loved last week when he was shit talking everything else except for what you like. It's the same fucking guy. Like, he's as famous as he is, yes, because he's a talented fighter, but also because he followed the Chell Sonnen model. He is like, oh, I want to build these fights. I talk a lot of shit, and then people pay attention to what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's why. And it's like, I get that the wrestlers on the WWE roster, I get the perspective of, well, let's capitalize on this publicity that he's talking so we'll respond to him. I I, I hope not, and I, I seriously doubt, but I at least hope not, none of those guys actually thought we're coming at it from a perspective of, a, oh, yeah, well, let's see. I'll beat your ass. I think it was more <laughs> of like, a, yeah, let's let's pump up this publicity a little bit since he's already talking the shit and it's out there. Because, like, the reality of the situation is Conor McGregor would beat uh, a lot of people on the WWE roster for sure. No yeah. doubts. I mean, he's, may, ex, he's a trained fighter. He's trained to shoot. They're trained to work. It's a different fucking thing. Yeah. There, are, it, but that doesn't take away from wrestling. It doesn't mean that there aren't tough guys in wrestling. It doesn't. Even if Conor McGregor can beat everyone's on the at, everyone on the roster's ass, it doesn't invalidate your love of pro wrestling. I understand why the WWE guys were taking advantage of this, but the fans who are like, who does who does this guy think he is? Find some like self confidence in what you like. Just because he said that doesn't invalidate pro wrestling as a as a sport or as an entertainment. It doesn't invalidate your love of pro wrestling. It doesn't take any of that away. It's just him talking shit. It's because what he does. Like, have some like confidence in what you like. Like, you don't need other people to like pro wrestling for you to like pro wrestling. You don't need other people to like think it's a valid form of entertainment for you to like pro wrestling. You don't need for other people to think that there are real tough guys in pro wrestling to to like pro wrestling. Just be confident in what you like. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I take every chance I get to tell Tyler Abair that Doctor Who fucking stupid. <laughs> but you know what? He does. He does. And you know what? He, he never. He's just like whatever, man. I like it. And, <laughs> and you know, he he never tries to like. Tyler never tries to be like fuck you, man. This this is wait. This is why you're wrong, and this is why it's cool. He's just like whatever, dude. I like Doctor Who. Like that's how. Like be like Tyler Abair. Just be like, I don't need you to fucking validate what I like. I just like what I like. Fuck you if you don't like it. You don't need Conor McGregor to validate your love of pro wrestling. You can just love pro wrestling because you love pro wrestling. Fucking Conor McGregor's bash a Pokemon Go. <laughs> I mean, keep calm and be a bear. <laughs> whatever, man. 
Just be confident in what you like. Just like what you like. You don't need other people to tell you it's okay to like it. What do you think of Flair's comments? I for oh he like stole the gimmick and yeah stuff. yeah I mean it's pretty pretty on the money honestly <laughs> but woo yeah look there there I'm is blamed because of this there's a lot of pro wrestling in what Conor McGregor does yeah. a lot it's called a heel promo yep. it's fine guys it's really fine put asses in seats and sells the Calm shows on pay per view down it's okay it'll be alright as much as I would like to see Conor McGregor get his ass handed to him. Don't know too many guys in the WWE locker room who would be able to do it. He's trained to shoot, and they're trained to work. It's a different thing. It doesn't mean that... Put him he, up against Sin Cara. He's <laughs> the best fighter they have so far, apparently. Or Bork Laser. Well, that's kind of a mismatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> it's whatever. Like, <laughs> Big who, show. who cares? It's no, just yeah, yeah. talking shit. Who cares? I did chuckle at... Oh, who was it? Maybe AJ Styles' comment. <laughs> the featherweight division. Yeah, it was like, oh, you'd, you'd do great in our featherweight division if we had one. And you know what? Conor <laughs> McGregor would knock AJ Styles the fuck out. <laughs> and I like AJ Styles. And I, and like, it's just the reality. It does, you know, I am 1,000. I would bet my life that Conor McGregor would knock the fuck out of AJ Styles six days a week, twice on Sunday, just like he said. Why are they stop- fighting twice on Sunday? That's the day of rest. <laughs> They've been point. fighting six days. I know. I would bet my life savings. I would bet my <laughs> life that would happen. But you know what? Let's get some bets going on. You know what? Let's see some money changing hands here. It doesn't make me like AJ Styles as a pro wrestler any less. It doesn't change how I feel about AJ Styles just because I know Conor McGregor can knock him the fuck out if he wanted to. <laughs> it's fine, guys. It's fine. <laughs> Be confident in what you like. You don't need other people to validate it for you. It's fine. Be confident in what you like, and what you like is the WNS podcast. Woo! I hope so, because if you got this far... <laughs> An hour need- and 50 minutes. I can't stand these fuckers. I'll turn this shit off. You need well, to reevaluate done. how you're living your life if you made it this far. And- living a lie. <coughs> Damn it. So, uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you, everyone, for the... Uh, for the feedback, if you have any questions for us, make sure to drop us a comment on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, or our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, and subscribe to our show on iTunes, and feel free to leave us a review or two on uh, iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, at WNS Podcast. At WNS underscore Daniel at Tyler underscore Abear on Twitter. Also, go home, get No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Discover some planets. Woo! Sounds lame. Name them like <laughs> fuck. Exploration. <laughs> name a planet. I'm going to go further than you ever will, Doug. In space. Hey, name a planet after Doug. I will name it after Doug. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all the way to another planet just to name it Doug. This is called this is this is for Doug. <laughs> not Planet Doug, not Utopia Doug, just Doug. Doug. Welcome to Doug. Whatever. And man. all the plants will be named Doug. Or cousin Doug. And the <laughs> and the animals will be named Dugs. Don't waste your time with that shit. Go play some Overwatch and shoot some shit. <laughs> you can shoot with shit. Doug. <laughs> with Doug. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, for the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler A Bear. I'm Doug. Yes, he is. He's going to have a planet named after him. Planet Doug. (laughs) And we will catch you all next week.